When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a weekly column for some internet place, and I would use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything, nothing at all. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comic who we have done a bunch of shows with in Chicago. We did a show with him in New York after he moved there, and now he's in Los Angeles guesting on Unpopular Opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, so happy to have him here, Kevin Casey White. Also joining me, he's my co-host today. You have probably heard of this guy. He hosts a fantastic monthly show called Mint on Card. He is also the host of the Sideshow's Sideshow podcast on the Sideshow Network. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. I feel like this was a little loud, though. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I got a goddamn co-host this week what for a change. What is up, snitches? That is Jeffrey May. Jeffrey May is here. From comedy and podcasts. Uh, Massachusetts. And Massachusetts and douchebaggery. No. Yeah, no, I, threw that, that. I threw that fourth tag on there. Oh, no. That makes me feel not good. That was a hot riff. No, I don't feel great at all. Also, first-time guest, but longtime friend of the show, Kevin White. Hey, Kevin hello. Casey White. That's me. I added the Casey. Oh. There's a guy that plays for the Bears, the Chicago Bears. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. There's like three yeah. other comedians named Kevin White. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to set yourself apart when being Googled. I would know. Adam Brown. Adam Todd Brown yeah. is yeah. what I go as. I Profesh. Think, I, think I'm, I think I've finally usurped that fucking hockey player she kill him yeah in a mass but, shooting but you start shooting murder <laughs> that school shooting guy though that, I'm, it's hard to it's hard to overtake him and google that wasn't you it was a hero of like a hero that stopped the school shooting yeah yeah what's yeah. what's your middle name alan yeah you don't want that nope yeah that's serial killer name jeffrey mm -hmm. allen may yes. jeffrey, that, oh that yeah that's a newspaper name man yeah that's yeah. how they'll print it if you ever murder anyone yep, for sure absolutely Kevin does all sorts of comedy things. He uh, hosts a podcast called Arguments and Grievances. Yeah, yeah. That the people love. Um, all the people love it. Yeah. Uh, hosted or was on, I think, almost every Chicago show we as Unpops have done. I remember. Until Kevin moved to New York. Yeah. You motherfucker. But I saw you guys in New York, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, New York Comedy Festival, Union Hall. I mean, not to brag. Yeah. That, that was, was fun. Like, yeah, that was like exactly four years ago. Or yeah, it was ago, right? 2000. Three. It would have been three years ago because it was in the middle of the Portugal Demand Tour. I did the New York Comedy Festival, too. Oh, that right. was the one I Quite did. Quite a year. Was that the one I wasn't on? Because I know we did the New York Comedy Festival. It was the one where Anna Dresden hosted. That. I maybe wasn't on that one. Or wait, No. No, I have it mixed up. No, the New York Comedy Festival is the year before. Yeah. So, yeah, four years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. But same general time of year. It's the only festival I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Me too, but... Uh, I don't like to pay to ask to work for free. Sure. Yeah, but also you've been on the New York Comedy Festival. Yes. But it's fun, though. It's like summer camp. It's just people booze sure, on the weekend. Sure, but... Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't drink, so yeah, it's just true. me being like, all right, well... Yeah, and all the people are comedians, which sucks. Yeah, boo comedians. <laughs> right? I've gotten into that. I've got. I've gotten into that argument before with, with Val, where she's just like, "You need to do more festivals." I'm like, "Well, I'm a 38 year old white man who is not going to pay, sure, to be told we don't want you." It's not everybody's thing. It's for not. Sure. It's not my way um, of. It's not my growth. 
it's not my growth process. Here's it's why a festival it has been helpful. Other, it's it's just fun to see familiar faces, and also you meet people who are like, oh yeah, I live in Tulsa, and then it's like, great, now I have a connect in Tulsa, so That's I'm setting the, up a yeah. tour. Networking, yeah. it's called Jeff. I wouldn't call ever it, heard of it. Yeah, I would call it networking. I feel like networking is so like, hey, what's up? Who books that? It's more like, oh, good. Now I know. Oh, someone. I'm thinking more in a post-apocalyptic sense. Like, <laughs> oh, I got to get the fuck out of L.A. Do I know someone in a town that isn't on fire? Yeah. How about that comic in Tulsa I met on tour? But Jeff's right. It's it's more fun than it is like professional work. It's like you're doing two eight-minute sets and you're spending, you know, you're paying your whole way there and stuff. Yeah, it's like, kind of a waste. I get it. Yeah. To me, it's just like, oh, you want me to build up. And, and contribute to your festival. Yeah. Uh, so I have to pay you to consider me. Yeah. I'm good. It is dumb. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It is dumb for sure. Um, like if a festival invites me or if somebody I know is like, Hey, real quick, just apply. I'm on the board. I'll make sure you get through. Yeah. Like I'll do it. But other than that, I'm not going to do that. I definitely don't do as many festivals as I used Why to. Why don't I have the soundboard hooked up? We need a shade button. What's oh, good, baby? <laughs> uh, Shout out to Boise. So the, this episode is kind of, I don't have the soundboard hooked up, so I can't do our traditional cutoff. And I'm all flustered because I changed my, my topic at the last second. Uh, and also now popular opinions. Also, Tom Goss was supposed to be here, and he just forgot. He is north of San Francisco right now and probably won't make it back in time to record. Whoa, what a mean boy. <laughs> Not anymore. JK, they did. <laughs> hey, we don't exist anymore. Hey, hey we the mean men. We were. <laughs> no, we were great. the mean men. Hey, we were the mean now men. Now we're the mean dead. Thank you. Not at all for listening. <laughs> no, we're mean. That was my whole <laughs> shtick. Oh, we have fun here. We, we, uh, we have fun. Shout out to what the a, Mean Boys, though. They're great. What other sound effects do you normally have? All cum sounds. Oh, uh, boing, boing. Right? Can I help? We have Travis <laughs> Scott saying it's lit. Uh, we have the CSI Miami opening. We have the band oh. Lit saying Which is a song by the band CSI Miami, <laughs> fronted by David Caruso. Uh, we have, you know, air horn, all the standard stuff. There's a soundboard right there, but it's kind, oh. of, a, kind of a reach. Will like it reach I could, me? I could use n- no. Yeah, it's not gonna work. It's so frustrating. But also, like, who's in the mood to run a soundboard when the CIA is rifling through your trash? Yeah, that's fun, huh? But you could use the sounds to like redact the podcast so that they oh, don't that's know. True. They don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, because like if I it comes the point where I have to mention. Mm-hmm. It could be like, hey, the other day I was in. Yeah, and or I bumped into if I have to talk about that time, me and Jeff. Right, I would like. I'll just sense. I would censor that out. I don't know why you would have even brought that up in the first place, especially because of when we got what. Holy shit! You said that on the fucking podcast. You just said that. Sorry, that's crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I've had it's. It's been a weird couple of days for me, and I feel like. being an intellectual on the left, an enlightened liberal, I'm supposed to take uh, a sequence of days like this as nothing more than coincidence mm-hmm. and nothing to be concerned about until I see evidence to the contrary. And here's what happened. Here's the short version of what happened. I recorded a podcast yesterday about a kind of obscure CIA scandal that happened in the late 80s and early 90s. Came up twice. Was big news both times. The episode I'm referring to, as you listen to this, it will be out tomorrow. It's an episode of Conspiracy, the show. So I did this episode about this this obscure CIA scandal that is uh, kind of Pizzagate-esque in that it involves it's delicious <laughs> exactly Yum. this is about a philly cheesesteak place <laughs> <laughs> it involves uh, a, a possible child sex 
trafficking ring. And it was a a scandal that uh, happened in the 80s, was big news, then it kind of flared up again in the 90s and was kind of big news, and then it just went away both times. And uh, I, I do that episode, and then today I show up at the studio, and the minute I get to the studio, like not, I didn't like get here and hang out for a couple hours. You know what I mean when I say the minute I get to the studio, I walk in. And someone immediately shows up and starts going through my trash. Mm. And I get it. That's a coincidence. That's that's nothing to be concerned about. But also, I sort of feel like if you're not just generally scared of the government in 2019, you're a fucking crazy person. Like, I feel like we that the inverse curve has happened where if you trust the government until they give you reason to not trust them, you're on the wrong side of history. We're back right on now. like the right. '60s level of of where you should be in government paranoia. Yeah, like the- I yeah, I get that. I I'd agree with that. It's a very '60s time. Everybody yeah, like when you read about Polly and shit, the Black nobody- Panther. <laughs> yeah, everybody's we are, we are kind everybody. of rehashing are. the '60s. Fucking Want drugs. To get back to the moon. Mushrooms are like legal in, in like yeah. a state or two. Weed's legal most yeah. places. Everybody's like doing more drugs. Yeah, everybody's fucking like, everybody. Yeah. And illegal drugs are medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and, yeah, dude. Peace. And that's that's the whole thing. Like, I bring up for anyone who's ever skeptical of just the idea of conspiracy theories in general. The best example to bring up is always MK Ultra because mm. MK Ultra was a thing that for years and years and years. There were rumors That's Michelob Ultra that it was exactly. <laughs> there were rumors that it was happening and the government and the CIA was always like, "No, whatever." And then Watergate happens and all these government organizations that are are scared of being found out for all the shit they're doing. So there's this like mass document shredding. And one box of documents about MK Ultra got filed in the wrong location and never got shredded. So from like 71 to 74, the CIA was like, okay, sure, MKUltra was a thing, but we tried it and, you know, it just wasn't for us. Uh, Didn't work out. Wasn't that big. Like didn't really go anywhere. So we shut it down. And then we find this box of documents and the CIA has to come out again and go, you got us. It was pretty fucking big. Like MKUltra, I don't know if people realize this. It happened at, it was a, a government experiment that took place on people like u.s citizens without their knowledge it happened at 130 different colleges and hospitals across the country whoa there were 130 different u.s and canada institutions involved in mk ultra experiments between like fifth like early 50s to late 60s to 2017 <laughs> See, that's the thing. This, like, I know it sounds scary when I say Pizzagate and that makes it all sound silly, but what this episode that we recorded yesterday, the the thing we talked about, what it feels like to me is the continuation of MKUltra. There's a thing I wanted to say, too, which is interesting because a lot of times people will think like, you know, I don't know if I, I, I believe in these rings because, like, if you're a pedophile, you're going to be like a lone wolf. Keep it to yourself so you don't get found out. But then when they fucking busted Jared, they busted him because of a group thread Dude. of all, like, it's it was always like all, rings. All, all, all buds. <laughs> like, Dude. how do you find that tribe? By I had the a whole way. bit like, about this. Yeah. Really? yeah. Well, that was exactly the joke of like, Dude, I don't have those kind of social skills to be a pedophile. To be like, there's no way you can like come back from that to be like, "Hey, what's up? My name's Jared. I, yeah, I'm a subway guy. I uh, fuck kids. Uh, I'm just kidding. Like, unless you do, do you? Like, you can't. Like, that's yeah. How do you breach that? How the fuck do you bring that? How do you, up? Yeah. How do you make that friend, dude? Yeah. Like, because <laughs> like, that's, that's it's always a ring. And then you find out it's like, oh yeah, there's like several people that are into this, and then you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I don't think right. there are lone wolf pedophiles. I don't like, think so. Like yeah, the, I don't. I don't either. I don't know how. Like, I mean, I probably like a few, but te- I think the ones that are like the <laughs> teachers. You know? Imagine being the guy that even the pedophiles don't want to have around. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, that guy sucks. Fucking Terry's a creep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he likes twenty year olds. Ew. <laughs> the the reason I bring up MK Ultra is what this feels like. Like 
the, this to- the thing we did this episode about, and I'll talk about it briefly, but you should listen to the conspiracy episode about it. We know MK Ultra was outed because that one box of documents never got shredded and eventually someone found it. Without this one incident that happened in Tallahassee, Florida in 1987, we wouldn't know anything about this group that ended up being investigated by the U.S. Customs uh, Department, uh, the FBI, the CIA, the Tallahassee PD, and the Washington, D.C. Metro Police concurrently, mm-hmm. all at the same time, converged on this one group. How do you find, how do you make those friends of the breaking pedophile rings? You know, how do you get the, yeah. so it's like, it's just a d- bunch of different rings trying <laughs> to break smaller rings. <laughs> and what happened in 1987 in Tallahassee, Florida, this woman called the police and reported that these two well-dressed, well-put-together men were just hanging out in a park with five very disheveled, almost like homeless-looking kids. Mm. And she was like, probably a problem, and Mm. called the police. The police pulled this van over. The two men, when they ask where they're taking the kids, uh, say they are taking them to Mexico to set up a school for brilliant children. And that these kids are being weaned from their mothers. And it's pretty honest. You gotta be honest. It's a, it's a well, lot of the, info to give to the cops. And in the van, they find multiple fake IDs. They find a TRS 80 or TSR 80 computer, a modem, 20 floppy disks full of images, a Chinese to English translation dictionary, and uh, five disheveled kids. And these guys are like, yeah, we're 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 taking them to set up this school in Mexico. They and let them search the van. Yeah, what are you, well, what are you I do mean, once cops have guns on you, you're like, well, also fuck. once. But if they're part of a government thing, they could be like, no, you can't search the van. I know my rights. I mean, right? that's that's oversimplifying it a little. And also, I don't think I know my rights applies when you're two yeah. two adult men with five kids who aren't yours. Fair. All traveling in a van together. This. Fair. Yeah. Fair. It's not the like they, would be we take you into the station, then you're waiting around, and it's all. It's family. not like they sort of smelled weed off in the distance, and we're like, "You got drugs in there?" Like, sure. they had kids. Y'all smoking kids in there? It's a good point. And so they find all this shit, and it. The Tallahassee police are able to trace it back to this, these people back to this group in Washington D.C. called the Finders, and they call D.C. police, and they're like, "Hey, we think you have like a sex cult." operating in your area possibly just one and uh the dc police are like yeah we already know about them so at that point uh customs the dc customs the dc police and i believe the fbi do simultaneous raids on three properties owned by this group and among the things they find are hundreds and hundreds of pictures of naked children and there's a quote from a customs agent where he's like we're not calling them pornography, but they have all the earmarks of pornography. And this, keep in mind, everything I'm about to say happens in the span of about 10 days. Mm-hmm. The FBI, CIA, and Customs all decide to join this investigation because it's thought that these might be kids that are getting trafficked in and out of the country because there's the Chinese to English translation dictionary. One of the girls, that's another thing. All five of these kids, only one could speak. The other four, like, didn't recognize modern technology. They didn't know what a stapler was. They didn't know what indoor plumbing was. And the one girl who's able to speak, one of the things she mentions is that these kids were all living in a house with several other kids and several other other adults. And at one point, she mentions the Chinese man. And that's all she knows him by. But she's like, yeah, he taught me to count to 10 in Chinese. And then she counts to 10 in Chinese. This investigation uncovers all of this evidence, like pictures of naked kids. Mm -hmm. And also it finds instructions on procuring children, Mm -hmm. like how to obtain children. How to groom, that kind of thing? Not really. It's more like a... Groom seems like the... uh the, the long-term way like to do the, it. Like what they suspected at the time was that these people might have been buying and selling 
children sure. on the black well, you mean market. How to, how to do the transaction? Right. Well, just like techniques. I don't know. Sure. It's Bitcoin, man. I'm telling you, you can do anything <laughs> with it. And it's worth mentioning this is all in FBI documents. I will. I'll link to it. They're on vault.fbi.gov, which is where the FBI posts all of their Freedom of Information Act request shit, mm-hmm. and it's still heavily redacted but there's some shit in there i want to know what's under that redacted me too so this is about five days into it when all of these federal agencies get involved the next day a student on the campus of florida state university just finds a computer in a phone booth and he's like well this is weird i'm gonna take this home and hook this up and see what's on it on that computer he finds information about the police's ongoing investigation into the finders which had just started the day before and the the police are like okay well this computer obviously belonged to someone involved in this group and the implication there is that these are the computers they use to communicate because if you're a group of sex traffickers you're not just going to have fucking landline phones hooked up that you do your shit with mm-hmm. So they had these network of computers. So that computer was probably belonging to another member of this group saying, hey, we're... Here's what I got. We're busted. This is a problem. And then an investigator from Virginia contacts the FBI and is like, I'm familiar with this group. And if you get close enough, the leader of the group is going to leave on a military plane from Andrews Air Force Base. And everyone's like, what? Like... A military, like, how? How would you get a military plane? And shortly after that, the investigation is shut down. It went to it went to three different federal agencies. And if you read the customs agent's report, and I'll, I don't want to get too far into it. We talk about it more yeah. tonight. I'm like, that's the other show, right? Yeah, we talk <laughs> about it more. But if you read the customs agent's report, by the time he gets to talking to the CIA, he's like, okay, well, what they're telling me is they were involved, but they're not going to tell me why. And there's not going to be any more investigation into this. And he ends his report saying, well, the one thing we haven't been able to figure out is where this group gets their money. And I think we have our answer now. And this investigation got shut down in 87. It got reopened in 93 and shut down again. And it's, it's intense. Why why was it reopened? Did something, did like more evidence come up or? It's funny. You're like, how was there even more evidence? It seems like <laughs> That's a lot the of evidence. Thing. There's so much evidence. And if you go back and read, uh, fortunately, all of the like Washington Post and New York Times articles about it from 87 are still online at the, because this was big news. And at the point when someone in the government is like, no, we didn't find any evidence of child sex trafficking. Like all these media outlets are like, yeah, you did. Like you told us about it all. Mm-hmm. Like everything you've said that yeah, happened is clear it. evidence of child sex trafficking. And the government was just like, eh, who knows? Fine. And then when it was reopened in 93, it was reopened with the intention of investigating whether the CIA in particular was using this group to do who knows what and funding this group. Yeah. And then that investigation gets shut down too. And then, I do a fucking podcast about all that yesterday, and now someone's going through my fucking trash as soon as I get to the studio today. I wonder if they could have been like, hey, what are you you doing? Someone asked me that because I posted a picture on Instagram, and comedian confronts homeless man for stealing cans is not the fucking phone video I'm trying to be on Uh, in 2019. You know what I do whenever people, I find people do that, I'm always like, if you're looking for cans, I got a couple more. And I'll be like, hold on, let me check. I'll get you some cans. And then if they like freak out and run, yeah. There you go. I thought you were going to point to your... Hey. I got some guns for got you, bro. Guns and then he here. pulls his real CIA gun <laughs> and shoots me in the chest yeah, three how times. Is, exactly. How is this guy dressed? Looking through your uh, three-piece suit? No, he looked with like... several disheveled children with him. <laughs> he looked like... I put the photo on uh, Twitter and Instagram, but I'll show you. Uh, he looked like a person you would see digging through your trash for cans. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's what they want you to think. But that would be what they would want you to think. I like the idea of maybe he's like, all right, dress homeless, got it. And he looks like in like an old English chimney I mean, sweep he's or just, something. He's just wearing a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> oh, it was oh. me. Cla- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this could be I anyone's mean, uncle. It could be, yeah, it could be anything. It could be a coincidence. But also in 2019, I'm not... 
I'm not ready to just implicitly trust yeah. the government until they tell me otherwise. Yeah, the episode hasn't even Probably. aired yet. Let's talk about affairs. Oh yeah, the episode currently having the episode hasn't aired. So how would any government agencies know it was even recorded or knew? One of the hosts of that happened? show is a narc. Or maybe they can just monitor everything we do on our phones and on the internet. Do you really trust the hosts of that podcast? Uh, Fizza Dasani, I do. We're through the looking glass. Yeah, <laughs> but it 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 brings to mind another weird thing that happened this week, and I think more people will be able to relate to this. There was that glitch where a bunch of people got sent text messages that were originally sent to them in february 2019 Mm -hmm. and did that did you are you aware of that i heard about it yeah i didn't get any interesting uh me and jeff (laughs) crunched some numbers before this but let me give you some more details this glitch happened where people got text messages that had been sent back in february and messages that went through but then they just all of a sudden got these messages again. Mm-hmm. So I wake up to a message from Vanessa Gritton that just says, what? And I was like, what, what do you mean? What? And she was like, you just texted me about spreadsheets. It's like, no, I didn't send me a screenshot. And sure enough, it was a text that I, I actually remember sending and I remember why I sent it. And mm-hmm. I looked at uh, the time frame, and it would have been, all of these were sent on Valentine's day mm-hmm. is the, one of the things. And a few different media outlets looked into it and they traced it back to this third party vendor that works with all of the major carriers. So every phone carrier they reached out to all of the different media outlets that reached out to them were like, not us. It's uh, it's this other company and you should probably ask them about it instead. Yeah. I got one that somebody at 10 o'clock PM, I just got my, a friend of mine went, what? Yeah. And I was like, what? And she wrote back, Hallmark is a dick? Question mark? <laughs> and I, she's like, didn't know what that meant. And I was like, I'm lost. And then I got the screenshot that, yeah, at 10.07 p.m., I, I sent mm-hmm. Hallmark is a dick. And, and I was like, honestly, no clue. I don't remember typing that. And then I wrote, it might have been something I sent that never went through. It totally does sound like something I would say yeah. in a text. Yeah. And it's definitely something you'd say on Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and then later I found that, and I was like, here it is. Like, yeah. I, I got, I was a victim. And yeah. so a few different outlets reached out to the major carriers, and all the carriers were like, no, it's this third party company that does text messaging stuff for all the carriers, and uh, you should reach out to them. And the company's called Cineverse, S Y N I V E R S E. And I'll link to a few different articles so you can see a, f- a bunch of different outlets have reached out to this company and they are being super fucking evasive about what happened and why this particular batch of, as it turns out, 168,000 text messages were all of a sudden sent at the same time. I mean, it raises a lot of questions. One, why does this third party vendor even have all these text messages on their mm-hmm. databases? And what you hear from the the rational crowd is every carrier uses third-party vendors. So what? Well, as it turns out, this third-party vendor in particular in 2011 was purchased by the Carlisle Group. And if you've ever seen Fahrenheit 9-11, you know the Carlisle Group gets, it, gets into some very interesting shit. But more importantly, the Carlisle Group buys this telecommunications company in 2011. In 2013... Edward Snowden is working at a Carlisle Group telecommunications company when he kicks off the fucking NSA scandal. Oh, fuck. So this is a company that is owned by a company that at the time they were purchased was buying up companies to do NSA contractor work. Mm -hmm. And now this third party has 168,000 text messages sequestered away on a server for some reason, which is a very small number. They're Valentine's Day. All Valentine's yeah. so Day. So now, because now, we did the numbers we, here. So I, I, because here's the thing. It's happened to a bunch of people I know. a lot. Now, uh, as of 2018, it was estimated that uh, 257.3 million Americans had cell phones. Okay. Uh, now we estimated 168,000 texts went out. It was, it was, that's their official number. 168,000. Let's, let's go for a second that it was one text per person. So each text represents one person. Mm-hmm. The odds 
of you sending one of those text messages are one in every 1,532 people. Okay. I know six people at least. Two thirds of the people in here have done it. So what do you think that means? Well, uh, obviously we're a small sample size, but I know a lot of people this happened to. Yeah. And I'm just here in one little chunk of the country. Yeah. And I know like a lot of people that this happened to. Was it all over the country though? Maybe it yeah, was, it was location. Okay. So it wasn't just in California. It was all no, over. No, it wasn't like, just I, in California. I was California. reading the article. There were people in, in Florida and Virginia and there was shit hmm. that was like dangerous that was going out there. Cause like when you think about some of the stuff that could send people are in hospitals, people like some yeah. one, one woman, a text that said, uh, I'm here, come get me mm-hmm. and sent it to, it was either like a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend who thought that they were in danger because it sent at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, or, you know, one thirty in the morning. So like the implications of that mistake are dangerous, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, like one in 1,532. So buy a lotto ticket. So I, I somehow know like at least five or six people. And this is without like, I haven't reached out. Yeah. We haven't asked anybody. And been it's- like, Hey, like I just mentioned it to Jeff and Jeff was like, Oh yeah, I got that. That happened yeah. to me. And I, I found this story because another comedian friend of mine posted about uh, Gizmodo reaching out about this because it happened to her. There have been a few Unpops fans who have posted about it happening. And it's I like, I saw one that was from an ex. Yeah. And it's like, yeesh. and it's like exes on Valentine's Day. What are, what are the odds that that many people like, I wonder how many it is. Like I, I do at this number, point yeah. kind of want to, cause what if like 50 people around me, it all happened to mm-hmm. like, which one of us has drawn that kind of heat? Like what three hop warrant generated those yeah. text messages? Like who's going into my Valentine's day. Text? And it's like, like boring. I know again, being People on the left, mostly who listen to this podcast, like, I know we want to be skeptical and we want to be cynical about conspiracy theory shit, but what the fuck just happened? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is that? Like, why? It's funny because people are like, well, it's not a big deal. This is a weird thing that happens. And it's like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, but why? Why did all of these- The company involved, if you read their statements, they want nothing more- than for people to stop asking about this. Like their last statement, I believe, ended with, we cannot reiterate enough. This issue has been resolved. It's like, all right, but like. But like, why did it happen? Yeah, why did it happen? Did you say that around that time Snowden started working for the company? Snowden, uh, well, the Edward Snowden thing, uh, like that whole incident, he got fired from that job in 2013. Around, okay. And the same company, the Carlisle Group, bought Cineverse in 2011. Yeah. So two short years before Edward Snowden blows the whistle on right. Carlisle-owned companies doing contract work for the NSA spying on U.S. Sure. citizens. Yeah. I would say they, they could have been looking through old texts, trying to find something that he was sending out or that kind on of thing. On Valentine's Day. Who are you trying to fuck, Ed? Well, no, I was, no, but I think it's valid that it's like, all right, we got to see. You that know, is something, way more of a leap than the NSA actually just fucking up and like, like it being an honest mistake. Like I was trying to play into your angle here of like, you know, uh, like, yeah, I just they were, it seems like if you said something about, you know, the Carlisle group and, and Snowden and it's like, OK, well, maybe they were trying maybe there's something he didn't blow the lid off of that. They were like, let's make sure there's no paper trail around that. Side. What happened around I, Valentine's Day? I, yeah, I don't think that would. It's trigger what happened. It's it is so weird. Like the funny thing is, is because it's Valentine's Day, I'm starting to wonder. It's like, were they looking for people that are like having affairs or something, like trying to get like dirt dirt on people or something? Like so, going through literally every Valentine's Day text message that existed in the country at that time. Yeah, like processing it, yeah. and then accidentally doing a dump on stuff to discredit See, someone. Maybe that's kind of what I think is that these were messages that were flagged for some reason. Oh, mine it, had the word "dick" in it. <laughs> no, like be, mine yeah. had the word "dick" in it. So, yeah. like maybe they could be like, and oh, yours he had might spreadsheet. Be, well, well, mine he had spreadsheet, be. but it was uh, to a girl and it had another girl's name in it. Mm-hmm. And I have a girlfriend. Everyone fucking knows that. So mm-hmm. that maybe that was that. Like, mm-hmm. it could be. Like, but that's whatever it was. There's a reason these fucking messages were flagged. Like, it's not. 
a fucking accident that only 168,000 of the country's text message correspondence was sitting on that server for the last seven months. Yeah. Why? Like, it's not, it might be an innocent answer, but we deserve a fucking answer. And it's, I, I feel like we're far past the point in everything we know about what this government does in terms of surveillance and just generally spying on people. Like, we're well past the point of letting this go. Like, there's no reason to let this go. Like, even if no one got hurt, we need to fucking know what that was about. Right. And it is weird, like, the people, like, mine had the word dick in it. Yours had another woman's name in it to a woman. A lot of the texts that I've been seeing have been going to significant others and exes. Yeah. So, like, and it was on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... It's not all. It's not a difficult leap to make. Could it be to be like, oh, yeah. like somebody's looking for fucking for for trash on people? A reason like, to blackmail, blackmail you maybe yes, in the future if they exactly. need to. Yeah, or could it be some employee who just found out they were getting cheated on at that time and they're trying to find proof? Imagine, you know. Yeah, John, what happened? Things aren't going. <laughs> Things going okay. Rebecca dumped me, and uh, she's been seeing Ted, apparently. Feels like since quite some time. Quite some fucking time. Remember when you guys had me work on Valentine's Day? Well, huh. <laughs> that Rebecca was sending a few uh, you up texts. It's a weird time. And who the fuck is Jeff May? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's been, been, a weird, been a weird week for me. Thanks for saying my full name in that order. Jeffrey I'm going to say it. On, on the Don't Trust the Government podcast. <laughs> <laughs> With Adam Shroud. Adam <laughs> Brown Todd. <laughs> oh! White Kevin Casey. <laughs> oh, man. So, that's, so a, that's a good that's a good unpopular opinion. Yeah. If you're not afraid of the government. Be scared of the government. No matter what side you're on, until further notice, be afraid of the government. They're, what, they're listening. What about you, Kevin? What's your unpopular opinion about the government? Yeah, we should probably lighten it up a little. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you got to bring? I didn't bring any heavy topics. I was racking my brain. Mine's pretty light, too. Mine are pretty dumb and... Well, mine originally was about Stephen King bitching about the movie version of The Shining. And then about an hour before, it took a turn. I'll get to that one another Ooh. time. Well, oh, you shyamalan your Stephen King. <laughs> do you want me to go with mine, and then that way you can find which one you want to do? Or are you still... I mean, it's just gripes about like movies people like that I think suck, and I also hate mochi. (laughs) Mochi, like the 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 little ice cream ball, so fucking gross. I like like mochi. I like mochi ice cream, but I don't like mochi. Mochi is is the skin Skin, on mochi ice cream. Yeah, if you could take the ice cream out, I'm fine (laughs) with ice cream. So you like green tea ice cream? Yeah, green tea ice cream's fine. Do like green tea ice cream? Oh, I don't like green tea mochi, but like they have strawberry, vanilla, chocolate. I don't even know if it's that unpopular of an opinion. I just you don't like that. I buckled under pressure. It's gross. Yeah, compared to the government thing, I feel like this is so stupid now. No, it's like a (laughs) dude. Mine's don't worry. It's that, or we talk about how Galaxy Quest isn't funny. Okay. Okay. Well, we can fight about that. Yeah. Here we go. Because I am all about Galaxy (laughs) Quest. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know if I've even seen Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is a perfect Star Trek movie. Oh, it's so bad. Galaxy Quest and The Princess Bride are two movies that everybody loves that I hate. I hate. What? Yeah, they're not funny. Like I'm a person who you mad that The Princess Bride isn't funny? It's not good. It's not well made. It's not funny. It's cheap. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but this is this is my unpopular like, opinion. I get it. As somebody who shits on, I got into a I got into a a big Twitter beef with a lot of people because I was like, Blade Runner's boring and sucks. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Blade Runner is kind of boring. It's it's beautiful <laughs> and it sucks. It mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, the world building. I'm like, yes, yeah, stay awake for the world building. <laughs> you know what? Fucking, I watched Valerian. Yeah, that sucks too. And their world building <laughs> sure <is great>. does. <laughs> That world building was fan fucking tastic, and I'm, fuck that movie. But that Princess Bride, yeah, man, it's lame. Wow, I am a that person I've never heard of. I've it's it's never made me laugh, and it might be okay. So maybe I saw it a little old. I was in like eighth grade, and maybe I should have been younger. But I was watching it with a buddy who's doing that thing where he's like looking at me like, huh, huh, yeah. It's like nah, I'm with you there nah. because yeah. I've seen it, and I'm of the opinion that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it, it doesn't stand out to me when I think of 
comedies that I really love, Princess Bride never comes to mind. But I know for so many people, it's like it's well, it's, it. it's one of those action comedies where the comedy isn't aggressive. Yeah, like it sure isn't. It's <laughs> no, I get it. It's it's not like Blazing. Get Sa- it? He's saying it's not. Fun. It's not it's like not Blazing good. Saddles, which also isn't that great. It's uh, not or Spaceballs, which is just bad. Um, okay, I like Spaceballs. <sighs> The chestburster scene in Spaceballs makes it all worth it. Perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. But like Spaceballs in general, it's... It has its moments. It has... Sure. It has a, <laughs> I'll, say that. I'll, go, I'll go as far as to say all of Mel Brooks is kind of overrated. How about you, that? You know what one I actually really liked? Uh, speaking of The Princess Bride, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Love it. it yeah, that up, is good. It holds up That's a good better movie. than most of the older ones. Mm-hmm. Minus the Patriot Arrow. Right. It's yeah. a very Iraq Operation Desert <laughs> Shield reference. They probably yeah. got a tax break for writing that in. Yeah, right. Um, I I think the um, it's the is it the Zuckers the the guys that did Airplane. Mm, the, they did a uh, Men in Tights. M- Mark Zuckerberg. Airplane. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. the guys that did Airplane. I think Airplane is a is a better parody movie than any any of the Mel Brooks ones. Yeah, definitely. including Young Frank. I think Airplane's better than Young Frank. Dude, Young Frankenstein kind of sucked. I thought. Yeah. Like I love Mel Brooks, but like I yeah. also am like oh, I respect right. what he did, yeah. but he doesn't. I've watched his movies and I don't really <laughs> like. It's more like, oh okay, yeah, his eyes are buggy. Yeah, I I get it. Oh look at that, yeah, he that's walks fun, funny. Yeah, that's and the same thing I'll say about Princess Bride is uh, what's the actor's name with the horseshoe hair? He drinks the poison and he <laughs> oh Wallace Shawn, and then he falls over. Oh, he's, I think and he's it's great like, in that dude uh, that scene. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. He's poisoned. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's anything there's no in The Princess Bride you're supposed to guffaw at. It's supposed to be clever. You like, should have seen these nerds I was watching it with in eighth grade. That's the problem, though. <laughs> it's like when you watch... Okay, there's a thing where people want to prove how advanced their sense of humor is mm-hmm. by losing their fucking minds at dry, witty things. It's like watching mm. fucking Monty Python with a group of people Holy that shit, lose I- their minds. And you're like, yeah, it was fine. Yes. Okay, so this is actually great. I didn't. I should have put this on the list. Monty Python is exactly what I was going to say. I think Monty Python sucks, kind of. It's not it's, great. It's not, it's it's not yeah, great. I, don't, I don't love and Monty Python. And anytime somebody's like, well, you don't understand. It's like a cultural. It's like, what? No, no it's not. Oh, because the bird's dead. No, it's, it's nerd <laughs> sure. humor. It's fucking nerd theater kid humor. Those are all it's the people. theater kid humor. They love that shit is. when yeah. I was in high school. Or they'll be kind of similar, like, oh, I guess you don't like British humor. No, bullshit. I love yeah. plenty of British. Yeah. The Snatch IT crowd. Is, Snatch is great. Is great. Snatch, well, like, I love the UK office. It's so fucking, you know, I love that. I um, There's so many other British things yeah, that, that are, are so much better. When people lose their... I saw... Okay, so I was in Albuquerque one time, and uh, Eddie Izzard yeah. was in town, and my friend, who has um, rented out the convention center before, like has really good connections there, he ran a Comic-Con there. He's like, hey, if you want to go see Eddie Izzard, I can just get us tickets. We'll go. Mm-hmm. So I went to see Eddie Izzard, and like all of Albuquerque had come. All of the nerds of Albuquerque mm-hmm. had come to see um, Eddie Izzard perform. He's just, I can't believe I finally seen Eddie <laughs> Izzard. And uh, he would do these dry little little witticisms and people were like ha ha yeah ha! and i was like that's what <laughs> i was like it was okay here's my thing about that there's a difference between being witty and being funny witty yes. belongs in a book when you read a book that's so funny yeah, who's guffawing at oscar wilde exactly no book is like truly funny but it'll be like oh i see what you did there <laughs> but that shit does not belong on a stage no and it was basically like being in a slight you know what it was for me and why i was kind of like seeing through the looking glass on this it was kind of like a slightly clever history lesson yeah cuz uh, eddie Izzard has to let you know that he has he's a degree he's smart yeah uh he you ha- has to he Stonehenge, reads a book he reads the biggest book. hinge of all time and everybody laughs and it's like yeah i get it there's only one hinge yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Hinge. Yep, i get it but uh, that wasn't funny. a good joke this is not yeah it's not it a was, good joke it was very Huh. Yeah, I get it. He's wearing heels, so in the '90s he was like super, like edgy and smart, and like that attracted a certain crowd. But now it's, I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, it's so like, are the <laughs> jokes great? Nah, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, but I'm with you. I'm with you in the idea that like, but that's the thing with like the Princess Bride is like when you see those jerk offs that are watching it mm-hmm. losing their minds. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very well crafted, nearly perfect movie. It's just not a comedy. You're not supposed it's not American pie. Yeah. Where you're gonna like fucking lose your mind the first right. time you see it. It's just you're just like, oh, this is really great. The action's fantastic. The the dialogue is, is done and it's, it's witty. Pretty well acted. Sure. Minus Andre the Giant. 
It's pretty well acted. It seemed to have a budget of about 80 bucks and some Arby's coupons. It looks terrible, doesn't it? No. It's all Princess Bride? No, it looks great. Go back and look at, like, the, when they're having the, the sword fight on, like, the, on the rocky cliff. Like, it, it's just so obviously a set. It's distracting to me. Sure. And I think Blu-ray, I think, like, like 4K. Like, yeah. Like, the more smooth things look, the more you can see the, the lines behind. But I think it looks, yeah, it's clearly obviously a set. I guess maybe I just grew up. Like I said, I might have seen it a little bit older, but it was already in an era where like things were done like on location and stuff, and so it just seemed it and looks like sure. a play. Am I, mean, I the only one who the first time, like the first time I saw a, a movie on a high definition TV, I was like walking through an electronics store, and I was like, "No, it looks, like, looks Canadian. It looks it looks like real life. Why yeah. is it? Why why doesn't it look like a well? A the movie? Mo- the motion blurring does that too. Yeah, uh, it makes it look like that where everything looks like a Canadian soap opera. But I yeah. saw fucking. <laughs> I went like Back to the Future two. Yeah, uh, like the. Blu-rays I mean, I love it out. now. Obviously, the, the Blu-rays were out, you know, mm-hmm. and so like Back to the Future, and we we're, we're watching Back to the Future two, and the fucking DeLorean lands, and it looked like a fucking toy, uh, <laughs> a toy model <laughs> landing because it was a toy model. Yeah, that they work yeah. through the and then to to see it in Blu-ray I was like this looks like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. I hate it. Yeah, I had that same thought with Jurassic Park, the first one. They do a really I think Jurassic Park really they do a really good job of converting them into Like did you see the 3D Jurassic Park? No. They they converted it really well. Yeah? Like they did like Spielberg is usually on it when it comes to his shit being moved to stuff. Yeah, well, so I'm surprised that didn't work out. With uh, practical effects, it definitely stands the test of time. Like, you go watch um, uh, Total Recall now, and it's like, oh, my God, like, this looks... Like, it looks fake, but also looks way better than if it was CGI at the time. You know, like, practical yeah. oh, effects sure. are always the way to go. There was... Um, I actually... I was having a conversation about this uh, more recently because uh, I've been, like, kind of re-dipping into the Alien franchise. Mm. Uh Alien Resurrection, which is the fourth alien. It's the one where they brought Ripley back to life as a clone. It was like this really weird, like the company's here and they've got the xenomorph and they have a, and, and they're doing all these. And it's like probably the most in-depth dive into this world and adding to the world building. But they world fo- building. They spent a lot Hell of time. Yeah. Big they fan. spent a lot of time on CGI. Yeah. And the CGI, the movie came out in like 99 or 98. So the CGI is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like. So people like shit on this movie because it looks not great. And then you're like, well, yeah, but look past the bad CGI that it has. And it's actually like a better movie than people are giving it credit for. Probably. But it's so distracting. Yeah. You can't suspend your disbelief when it looks like a fucking puppet and it yeah, looks right. like out of place and the eyelines don't match up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, so there you go. But anyway, I can't wait for Bride. Mel Brooks to go through your trash tomorrow. Oh man, what's the best Mel Brooks movie? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I would say that most people would consider it to be Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know. I, 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 when I look at all of them and I look back, I feel like Robin Hood Men in Tights might be it, but that also might be my consumption bias. Yeah. Like I consumed it when I was fourteen. I think that movie's way better than Young Frankenstein. And I, I, Man, I do. The comments are going to go nuts. Oh, they sure are. Yeah, I do. I don't even have a favorite Mel Brooks movie. I don't really either. Yeah, Space I watched Blazing Saddles a couple times, and I was like, <laughs> "People hate Spaceballs." This is fine. Yeah, Spaceballs would probably be my answer because I've never seen any Mel Brooks movie more than once. Really, like I, uh, I, I remember dying laughing at Blazing Saddles as a kid, but I feel like if I watched it now, I mean, it's still going to be funny seeing that guy punch a horse, but. Other than that, I yeah. don't know. I didn't even make it through Blazing Saddles. I was yeah. bored. Yeah. Was bored. <laughs> Richard Pryor wrote that, right? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Mm. You ready for mine? What's yours, Jeff? The Christmas season starts on November 1st, and stop fucking complaining about Hell it. Hell yeah, it does. Fucking, when people, yeah. when people complain on November 1st that Christmas decorations are out, and they're like, can't you wait till Thanksgiving? And I'm like, motherfucker, how much do you spend on Thanksgiving uh, fucking decoration. Yeah. How much yeah. are you spending? How much money are you spending on Thanksgiving versus Christmas? And also celebrating the murderous fucking pilgrims. You're complaining about <laughs> a picture of a pilgrim yeah. on your wall. You you're genocidal monster. You're complaining about shit stores are doing. Stores are dying like fucking condors. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking. Let stores do whatever the fuck they can do to get people in. Yeah. Move Black Friday forward. Yeah. 
You're not even going to stores. Why are you complaining about what they're doing? Uh, I can't believe they had Christmas trees up on November 1st. (laughs) Fucking, I want a Christmas tree. I need to get a Christmas tree right now. Yeah. And I'm waiting for one to go on sale. Yeah. Because I need to get one. I'm with you. Like, shit. Like the fa- and like Christmas is legitimately the biggest holiday of the year. Mm-hmm. It is a non secular holiday at this point in mm-hmm. time. It's a national holiday that a lot of people sell that the most people celebrate a in the worldwide country. holiday. Yeah. Agreed. It is it is a Leviathan <laughs> that, and it is a massive part of the economy. Yeah. So to complain mm-hmm. that the biggest thing for stores every year is coming. Yeah. To blame stores for not respecting the fact that you want cranberry sauce is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care when people are like, it's not even Halloween yet, and uh, fucking Bed Bath & Beyond has Christmas stuff out. It's like, yeah, that's because if they didn't make money doing that, they wouldn't fucking do it, you dipshit. Yeah. yeah. They would They would go out of business like, also. Also, like, Christmas is one of the very few times I feel very happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like... I, I like having that. I like the fucking season. I like Christmas music. Like, I like having that loom over me. I don't care if it's good. I yeah. like it. Because for all the, the fucking nostalgia that people like to say about being mad that you didn't like the Princess Bride or Spaceballs or some shit, there's a nostalgia of absorbing Christmas memories and being like, remember not having bills and getting toys? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was fucking dope. True and, that. And remember when my family was actually nice to each other? Yeah. Like, remember when my brother and I weren't 3,000 miles apart and not talking or whatever? Like, there's so many there's so many things that can tie into, like, the holiday season. Yeah. That, like, fucking, what's wrong with you? There are so many worse things stores and companies do than promote your childhood. And so when, relax. And when people are like, you put your, <laughs> why would you put your, your family holiday, bef- you know, stuff while I'm still celebrating my murder holiday. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Here, I'll, I'll meet you with this. I agree with you. People should shut up about that because it's, it's not like new or anything. Yeah. But also, if you've ever been to like, I don't know, like a Branson or something like that, there are stores that are Christmas stores fuck open yeah. a full 365. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee Boom. has two full-time Christmas stores. And I. They're all over the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we used to go to Santa's Village in New Hampshire. It was like a fucking mm-hmm. Christmas-themed little theme park. I fucking loved that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What like, I like about like Christmas, I'm fine being reminded that it's coming like as early as possible in the year because Christmas to me is like a national license to chill. Like You can go on vacation and be like, yeah, I'm on vacation. Don't bother me. But like if I was gone for a week and a bunch of shit jumped off with the network, like I'd have to fucking figure it out yeah. and like get back here. But Christmas, yeah, like everyone's doing nothing, and I fucking love it. L.A. is a goddamn ghost town oh, at you Christmas. Can do, you can do anything. Oh except man, except go to the movies. Yes, during Christmas. If you try to go to the but movies, but I still on do Christmas, it. It's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I still do it. I might actually now that you mention it, try and round Reserve up some, some tickets. Christmas now, Day yeah. tickets now. You might as well, uh, right? Yeah, like. I, yeah, I don't I don't get the that has always felt to me like people just needing something to complain about. Yeah, it's so like what and there's a war on and Christmas. it's always the, yeah, it's always I'll tell you what, though, it's always the fucking Halloween people uh-huh. that whine about it. It's always the fucking Halloween people that get so mad that Christmas is appearing before Halloween. Because here's the thing. I said November 1st, but fucking October 15th. Here's the thing. Halloween uh, is a lot. Halloween is a nuisance. It's not even a holiday. I like Halloween. Halloween <laughs> is a goddamn problem. I think it's great. Why? Um, I mean, you could do the whole nostalgic thing. I love trick-or-treating as a kid, sure. but as an adult, it always feels like such like a fun, fucking sexy holiday where everybody thinks they're gonna like have like hook up with like a hot nurse and then you don't, but, <laughs> but I like the idea of it or like whatever, or like you can be like, Oh, you know, it's, it's like cosplay, but like everyone's allowed to be that kind of nerdy type of thing. Whereas instead of, you know, you get to dip your toes in, I don't know, man, I like the spooky stuff. I'm a fan. <laughs> I went no, to- I like spooky stuff. I love horror movies. It's my favorite yeah. genre of movie, but I just, I don't, be on it. like I, ma- I imagine like if you're a parent, Halloween has to be the fucking worst. The scariest of the whole, yeah. Like, you got to take your kids out and fucking go door. Let's, let's, fuck let's fuck your teeth up real quick. Yeah. yeah. Let's get you fat and fuck yeah, your teeth up. Yeah, let's get you diabetes and maybe kidnapped if we get separated. Uh, that's a good point. Good times. That's a good point. But then on Christmas, 
you know, you're buying all this shit for the kid. It just sucks being a parent, I think. But, like, you're buying all this stuff for the kid, and then you don't even get the credit. Yeah. If I have kids, if and when I have kids, I'm going to be like, Santa's just also me. I thought that, too. I was like, if I do that, I'm going to be, hey, just so you know. Just so you know, I, like, I gave Santa, Santa the money sh- to do this. Santa shops. For, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Santa shops for me. Yeah, I, I got, give him I the got money. Santa That's a gift good in between. <laughs> I got Santa a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> gave him your list like you asked me to. And then Santa, what? nope, you know what? No, I'm Santa, actually. Yeah. This is how this goes. You know, Santa didn't want you to have an Xbox, but I told yeah. him to get it. Yeah. So you know what? Get the shitty gifts from Santa. Yeah. Santa got you these socks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got you an Xbox. Yes. That's but the way to do Santa it. Santa got you the batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's a practical guy. Yeah. Practical. <laughs> Santa thinks. Santa thinks about things. And those are rechargeable. Uh yeah, but like the fact like anytime I'll see because I see it, it's on face it's always on Facebook mm-hmm. that people will be like can't we have Thanksgiving before you need? It's like fucking Michaels isn't making craft f- store money on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're not. But you, know, like, you want a hand turkey kit? You want a kit yeah. to make hand? No, they make money off of fucking Christmas decorations and Christmas shit. And no one fucking likes Thanksgiving anyway. Thanksgiving is Columbus Day with food. Yeah, like we're celebrating a genocide. And all everybody talks about with Thanksgiving is fighting with your family. Yeah, yeah. Even though you do the same dinner at Christmas and everybody's cool. Oh, and it's way same. better at Christmas. It's because way better. The, oh, yeah. It's like Thanksgiving is like, oh, my grandma's racist. Christmas is, my grandma had too much eggnog. But hey, <laughs> Thanksgiving, know, like, we have more pies made out of roots. Yay. They'd be like, you want a sweet potato pie or a pumpkin pie? Yeah, or like all these that's like true. all these shitty fruits and vegetables <laughs> that get turned. Although I do and love Christmas, pecan pie. At Christmas they're like Here's a chocolate cherries jubilee pie that I made. It's yeah. fucking, here's a chocolate mint pie or some yeah. shit. You're like, fuck yeah. You get to also help. Thanksgiving is stay out of the kitchen. All right, mom's working. Christmas is come decorate cookies. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Who doesn't love decorating and then yeah. eating a cookie? Thank, thank, I think we should just get rid of Thanksgiving. Yes. Make or it treat it like an early Christmas. Yeah. 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 Prequel, like, like you said earlier. Yeah. So we'll make it a prequel to Christmas. Thanksgiving, everybody gets a gift. Mm-hmm. One little gift. Yeah. Like a little secret Santa. That teases the gift you're getting on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> batteries. Oh, Santa batteries. came on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or a fucking video game. Yeah. For a console you don't yeah, have. Exactly. Then Chris <laughs> make a wait a month. But then Chris, yeah. then you're really but looking you're forward really... to that gift and you're re- like the the suspense is gone. Yeah. But also when you're like oh, it's gonna mean so much more to you that you have to wait. Damn, mm-hmm. that's that's four D chess right there, Adam. That's four D chess. You're playing you think this so? is you're dangerous. playing a game levels over the kids on that one. It could, <laughs> it could be yeah. Well it could what if the game sucks? What if it's like, wow, Superman sixty four, can't wait to play this. Oh uh, yeah. remember that? <laughs> or if your friend has the console and it's like oh, you're yeah. not gonna not play it. You know? Yeah, by the time they get the Xbox, they're like, Well now I don't have a game because I already beat it. I already beat it. <laughs> I got it a month ago, mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get with the program, you old bitch. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I'm sick of people complaining about how early Christmas decorations go up because Christmas is the most valuable thing to retail. Yeah. And retail is dying because you motherfuckers won't stop ordering from Amazon. Mm-hmm. So like fucking don't complain that Costco has their trees out already. And also if you're working a day job that you hate, like Christmas and New Year's, that's a, a time of year where... Like, not everybody. Like, some people still work. But you know, like, a break is coming. Yeah, there's going to be a few days off. A nice holiday party. Yeah. At work. And, like, what's the harm in, as we're getting into the dog days of summer and fall, what's the harm in saying, hey, everybody, Christmas is coming? Like, the fucking, that's finally, can I, can I'll I, be able to take a few days off. Can, can I say this? When I'm at my darkest points, when I'm, like, having, like, a really bad time, my touchstone, like, my, like... My my horizon line is always no matter what happens to me, Christmas will be here on December twenty fifth. Like I use that as and like Christmas is to me like a trigger word for something good. Whoa. In spite of the fact that it might not be good, the the hope of Christmas is there. Where I'm like, Christmas will be here December twenty fifth, no matter what. So no matter what you're going through now, that doesn't change the calendar. And that actually does lift me up a little bit because it gives me perspective in like Time is an unchanging thing. Like it's always going to be there. And, and as a reminder too, Christmas is a secular holiday at this point in time. I yeah. understand that it's Christ based, 
but mm-hmm. like it's not even it's, his real birthday yeah yeah his birthday would be in like may or something yeah. like, or march the way they set it up yeah it's and it's a fucking it's just it's all just like christmas is just it, it just absorbed a bunch of Scandinavian and Western European rituals and like Yule and shit like that. But excluded Black Pete. Smart. There it is. What's Black Pete? It's uh, where is, is it's it? Like Norway. Norway, or? and it's there. I think there's an episode of The Office where someone shows up dressed as Black Pete, and I think it's Dwight. But uh, is it like a Krampus? Thing? Oh, I'll just pull it up for you, and you can Zwarte Piet. You can judge for yourself. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Amsterdam, so the Netherlands uh, and stuff like that. Oh, he is a, and uh, it looks. Uh, that's a small thumbnail. Let's it's enlarge like a, it. Yeah, this doesn't look like a road I want to go down. Yeah, it's there a, you go. It's, it's a sambo. Oh it, it's a it's a, sambo. It's, it's, a it's a whole problem, face. and it's a it's a big big thing over there still. Where and, where was it? Where where did they do this? Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh. Where'd you say it was? Uh, 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 the Netherlands. So yeah. I think of like your your Norway, and I and I think it's it's creeped crept into Scandinavia a little bit. And they they still do this. Yeah. They face. still do, and they're like, "What? It's not racist." And it's like, "Yeah, it is." Okay. Christmas is one of those times. It's like it, it's so seeped in tradition mm-hmm. that it's hard to not get. On the whole, I understand people get depressed around Christmas and stuff like that. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, like, think about, like, your your favorite holiday traditions or, or, like, you remember driving to your grandma's house or you remember that specific gift you got. It's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Even though, like, Christmas, like, as an adult hasn't always been great. Like, I always have this, like, eternal hope. And I don't mind being, like, bummed out on Christmas Day if I have a month and a half of, like, oh, yeah. this is going to be great. Gonna and, be like... Fun. You can always, if you don't like holiday traditions, make your own. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, like last year we went to Vegas on Christmas. I went to we a, a basketball a game on Christmas Day once, the year I moved to New York. And ever since, I'm like, let's go to a basketball That's game awesome. on Christmas Day. It's fucking great. I don't think I'll be able to do it this year because uh, it's Lakers Clippers Christmas Day here. Those are going to be it's gonna be a rough some one. rough tickets to get. But Even people that don't like Christmas get yeah. into Christmas with the with like a Festivus. But yeah. like it's you're still celebrating. Yeah, like it's it. my anti Christmas. Like yeah, that wouldn't exist without not. Christmas. Exactly, so like you're celebrating it. Or like Thanksgiving, I used to get Indian food yeah, all the time. Like yeah. because I don't like feathers. When I was living, yeah, <laughs> while I was living in South Dakota, my family wasn't there, and I could either go with my girlfriend to her shitty small town, my ex girlfriend, uh, where she was born in South Dakota, and celebrate Christmas with those motherfuckers. Or I could stay home and drink and watch football and hang out by myself. And I would just, I spent like five solid years in a row where on Thanksgiving, I would stay home, get hammered, watch football and order Indian food. And it was, those were some of the best Thanksgiving days of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I actually got my job writing at Cracked on one of those days because they they did the, they put up a call for writers and were like, Hey, if you think you're funny, send an article. And I was like, I know I'm funny. And I fucking like typed nice up this pitch. from Drunk Adam. Yeah, exactly. Drunk Adam did a lot of bad stuff for you, but man, <laughs> he hooked exactly. you up in the long run. Uh, so yeah, like make your own traditions. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. That's good. But I fucking like this whole like the hate on Christmas is just so dumb. Like I got my my roommate is she's Jewish, and I said I was like, hey, do you mind if I decorate for Christmas? Is that cool? And she was like, I prefer it. And uh-huh. I bought her a stocking. And she was like so excited that yeah. I got her a stocking because she's like, I've never had a Christmas stocking before. And she was so because she's always celebrated like traditional Jewish holidays. Yeah. Like, you know, she's been in the Jewish family and do it. So she never really got to do Christmas stuff. So, it is like, kind of the stereotype of Jewish people looking at people celebrating Christmas jealous. Well, because that they don't get to Hanukkah is the- a horseshit holiday. It is a it, it's I always felt bad for kids. That's how it seems. Who well, didn't yeah. celebrate Christmas when I was a kid. Because yeah. yeah, like, well, Hanukkah, like it's not an important holiday in the Jewish tradition. It's not a high holy day. So. All it is, is it's a remembrance of the Maccabees when they they were holed up in mm-hmm. a fortress and their lamp oil lasted eight days and it was considered a miracle. Mm-hmm. So that's do we have any final thoughts on Christmas or the CIA or, or the, the movies of Mel Brooks. <laughs> it's been a very been a varied episode yeah, this, this is, week. We cover a lot of ground here. We we sure do. Uh we should probably plug stuff. I check out the the episode of Conspiracy the show 
that I referred to at the beginning of this uh, with me and co-host Fizza Dasani is uh, it will be up tonight as you listen to this. Or if you're one of those people that listens to this as soon as it goes up, it'll be up tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, Conspiracy the Show, the episode is called The Next MK Ultra. Any other... Kevin, what are you going to plug? Hey, uh, I think you guys should check out my podcast, Game Flop. We're going to have Jeff Edit on. that out, Brett. We're going to have Jeff on. Who? Edit it. Edit all this out. Do I start over? <laughs> no, I was joking. That's just a bit we do whenever someone mentions another show or podcast. Um, yeah, Jeff's going to come play uh, Night Trap uh, with us. Oh, the old Sega CD 32X game? Yeah, have you Sega played CD? it? Uh, yeah. It's maybe? dog shit. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, really bad. So it was just- like a big problem with the uh, parents it's too sexual yeah girls are in their underwear yeah it's pretty fun so All right we just play uh, bad video games and shit on it with my co-host tyler jackson yeah very nice jeff uh sideshow sideshow is every other tuesday so as of now the last episode was dana gould uh we got another one coming up real soon like that uh, and that's on Sideshow Collectibles. Also, uh, Jose Can Say Cast on the yeah. Opinion <laughs> Network. Uh, you can check that out. And then um, uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed with Tom Ryman. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mint on cards. Second Friday of every month, except December. It's the first Friday. Blast from the past. Burbank. See you there. See you there. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Kevin, say goodbye. Hey, goodbye. There's someone rifling through your trash. Yeah, no surprise there. Jeff, say goodbye. Oh, my God. It's Mel Brooks in a Santa outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye, everybody.